hello, hello, and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. Ooh, very dramatic turnaround. You were like the dramatic hamster, you know, that dun, 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 you know what I'm talking about? I do. Back in the classic YouTube days. Oh, man. (laughs) Those are the days, you know. They were. you, You know, people love YouTube now. Let's just start with an aside here. People love YouTube now, but back in the day when YouTube was just like the obscurest of the obscure videos and there were no like, there was no clout, there were no, there were no, uh, you know, internet entrepreneurs and content creators, right. annoying people like us on there. There were just, <laughs> there were just nonsense videos. That was the golden age, you know, Charlie, the Charlie, the unicorn and Charlie bit me, Charlie bit me. Oh man. Marcel, uh, the rest- shell. Rusty spoons, yeah, um, man. drinking out of cups. There, I mean, there were so many, so many great things. But that's what that reminded me of your your little turn there. But how's how's it going, Kirk? How you doing tonight? It's going well. It's going quite well. I'm I'm hitting my computer left and right here, my desk, yeah. and I'm I'm having trouble getting comfortable. That's good. Um, Just but, whip it into shape. But <laughs> are you trying to tell me I'm unprofessional? Is that what you're trying to say there? <laughs> no, it's good. Um, glad you're here with us, Kirk. We've got a lot to discuss, as always. Um, you know, it's it's surprising, actually, in a way, because we were just at this on Thursday night. Um, and if you if you caught the stream last week, I apologize sincerely for your loss and for you having to endure that. But we're back. We're back on the stream. Uh, last episode, we didn't get to stream. We just did it. We were kicking it old school. But here we are. We're back. And we've got plenty to discuss. We've got updates for you on the Scarlett Johansson Disney saga, which let me tell you guys, I kind of thought that was no big deal when it first happened. Like not no big deal. Like I thought it was interesting for sure. Uh, but I figured it'd be swept under the rug. No, 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 not, not at all. Not at all. Uh, so we'll have updates on that. We'll have scary updates on what's happening with COVID and, what could be happening to the film industry. So we'll, we'll be talking about that. Um, that's what's, that's what's keeping me up at night currently. <laughs> I'll just say that as a little soft tease. Um, yes. We're going to be reviewing this week. If you're listening in podcast form, you'll have to wait till Friday to get it. But this week we'll be reviewing jungle cruise starring Emily Blunt, Dwayne Johnson, Jesse Plemons, which uh, that was news to me when he showed up. <laughs> I saw him in like one, I saw him in like one small trailer as the villain, uh, you know, like a couple days before the movie came out. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Jungle Cruise. So yes. he's in that film. We'll be talking about those performances. And then in honor of the Jungle Cruise, we're going to do a schoolyard pick of Disney rides. So for those of you who have been to the happiest place on earth, we will be chatting about the, the different rides there. And I'm going to add a little wrinkle to that too, which is... Hmm. I want to hear which which rides you want to pick for sure. Okay. But I also want to know if you would like to see them adapted into a movie. That's the other layer. Is like Okay. It, you know, if, if it was going to be adapted into a movie, would you be for that or against that? That's what I want to hear on that. Hmm. So What if it's already a movie? Yeah, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. You can you can give your thoughts on the movie. <laughs> like if it's Haunted Mansion. Excellent. And it's the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie. Well, hold on. I don't want to give my takeaway in case it is one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I want to hear. I want to hear your critique of that extremely... um, Decorated. Decorated. It's a technical masterpiece. I think it's safe to say. Criterion collection kind of stuff. 
Yes, from the Razzie collection, I believe. <laughs> For sure. Well, so we'll talk about that. I'm sure I'm sure Haunted Mansion will make an appearance, if not on your list, then mine. So there's a little tease for you there as well. But yeah, even though we did just record on Thursday, there's a ton of news right now. And if you're thinking summer movies are over, we're turning the page, we're going to fall, we're going to art house, we're going to indie, we're doing that. I got news for you. Not yet. Not just yet. We've got Jungle Cruise this week, which of course is a huge summer movie made made right around... I think the ending number was somewhere like 61 million this weekend, and that's just box office. And then Disney Plus had had its numbers. Uh, wow. Kirk and I both watched it on Disney Plus, so uh, we, we were not included in the box office numbers. So we've got that film this Thursday, two days from now. Kirk and I are going to see The Suicide Squad, so that we'll be reviewing that. Then we got more movies. Free Guy is coming out with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, lots of big summer movies still to come. So. We're we're in the thick of it, and we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. But um, yeah, so with that, Kirk, do you think we should we should pop it up? I think that's the only thing to do next. Yes. Let's pop it up. Let's do it. And this is gonna be fun because I like when we have a diverse set of stories, like lots of different things to discuss that are like all across the board. That's what I like. I don't like when it's just like. Here's what's going on in Marvel, because <laughs> there's always stuff with Marvel, and that's great, but I like it better when there's like stuff all over the board. So we got plenty to cover, but let's get into it. First of all, we promised it at the outset. We're going to dive right into it. The ScarJo Disney Saga. So to catch you up, if you didn't catch last week's episode, or if you haven't been on social media in the last week, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for not getting her fair share basically breach of contract her saying that in her contract there was a stipulation about her getting a cut of box office earnings based or you know some sort of incentive based on how much money the film makes in the box office and that disney's decision to put the film on disney plus with premiere access um, jeopardized her ability to make more money and was done so without her consent and thus violated their contract and disney's in breach of contract so she dropped that lawsuit last week, uh, Monday, Tuesday-ish, and mm-hmm. Disney immediately clapped back with a huge statement that was alleging some pretty serious things, saying that actually they took a jab at Scarlett Johansson's character, saying that they were shocked by the, you know, the callousness and the in, the the inconsideration. I'm paraphrasing. Um, the the fact that they this didn't is actually consider just your thoughts. yeah these are my thoughts the <laughs> fact that they were inconsiderate towards the pandemic and you know all the people who had lost their lives to that well this thing has snowballed in a major way we've got other actors that are thinking about suing or are suing I, you know Gerard Butler has already sued uh, I, I can't even remember what movie it's from but you know was, uh, it, was it Greenland or one of the London has fallen, has fallen I want to say because yes, those are big money makers those are still yep. happening so Gerard Butler's already like cha-ching I want in on this Emma Stone is apparently um, you know was reported to be thinking over her options for litigation uh, with Cruella and you know this thing is everywhere it's blown up to a huge level um, we're getting reports from the Hollywood Reporter that Kevin Feige is, quote, angry and embarrassed mm-hmm. by this whole situation. Bob Iger, who, of course, is the former CEO of Disney, who has you know recently exited the company, according to The Wrap, is, is, quote, unquote, mortified by the whole issue. 
And Scarlett Johansson's representatives let the rap know that she was shocked by the tone of the message from uh, from Disney. And a bunch of groups like Time's Up, um, a bunch of women's groups called it a gendered attack on Scarlett Johansson, that, that Disney was attacking her character um, because basically saying that she's not allowed to request her fair share because she's a female. So this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is really bad PR for Disney. I think we were talking about it last week, Kirk. People like to work for Marvel. Everything you hear in the press is that people love to work for Marvel and love to work for Disney. This throws a huge wrench in that. And this is big Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever, the whole industry wide. Kirk, what's your reaction to this? And what do you think is, uh, how do you think this all gets sorted? Uh, to quote the fantastic Mr. Fox, this is a cluster cuss. Like, That's right. throughout. It is, for sure. <laughs> throughout. I mean, you have so many things working against both parties, honestly. There is uh, kind of COVID, for, not forgiveness, but um, kind of... Uh, kind of a leeway, kind of an, uh, an yeah. understanding that, you know, the Delta variant is taking out more people now, even vaccinated people. Um, but you also see uh, Shang-Chi coming out with in theaters only. So right. what's, how can you market that in theaters only after all of this uh, with with what's been what's been done to uh, the female heroes who clearly are bringing in big dollars for Disney still, just not at the box office level. I think it's an easy solution that the Disney litigation doesn't want to take care of because it costs more money to invest time to resolve it. Um, and my best guess, I'm not a lawyer, but it would be in, in their best interest to just revisit those contracts, revisit the formula of royalties in this time of box office versus premier access um, because and, and any kind of video on demand that, that it shoots out to because it's a very weird gray area so we should be a little bit better about it if you tie royalties to the actor's salary. Yeah, I'd have to imagine that the uh, Disney legal team is feverishly looking over the contracts that they've signed on any upcoming releases because to your point with the Delta variant rising to prominence and causing some issues, and we'll talk a little bit more about those issues in a second, it could continue to be a sticky situation for in-theater releases, and they might have to get creative if they want to salvage any revenue for their upcoming uh, films. So it's going to be interesting to watch. I think my big takeaway from this is Bob Chappick, new CEO of Disney. What you doing, man? What you doing? This is not a good look. And you know that that statement, knowing that it was going to be heavily publicized, that statement for sure slid across his desk before getting the sign-off. He had to stamp that thing. And, you know, we talked about it last week. We thought it was a strongly worded statement. At the time, you know, whenever the lawsuit happens, nobody is really on either side, you know? Like, like as the public, we don't really know. I mean, sure, lots of people are anti-corporation, but based on the terms of the lawsuit, I was like, oh, I could see both sides of this, yep. for sure. Yep. I could see it. But then Disney makes a statement that's that strongly worded and goes as far as to, to call it a, a, a callous, some, I forget exactly what they said, but they, they called it a, uh, um, hold on, I've got it here. Yes, Let callous me. was definitely in that vocabulary, inside yeah. the statement. Uh, maybe I don't have it, but basically they, they called it like a, a callous uh, inconsideration Attack. or something yeah. like that of, of the COVID-19 pandemic, which then is basically calling Scarlett Johansson heartless for the whole thing, which is what we talked about last week. So it's, 
that is an interesting line to take with one of your big stars and who is currently one of the biggest stars in all of Hollywood and on your Marvel Studios properties, which are the most valuable in your portfolio at present. So this is this is going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, it was a bad move on both sides. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, you know, you were already a movie star. You've already been, you know, decorated with various awards throughout the you know, film history, SAG after status, everything like that. But really, did people really get you get your was your machine? Uh, it was so strong before before you were Black Widow. I yeah. Don't know. She had some notoriety before that, but that that really brought any actor in the MCU to the forefront, uh, with the exception of like three people that were already <laughs> giant stars or already best picture, uh, best actor winners. Right. Scarlett yeah. Johansson did not fall in that bucket. And then on the other side, Disney stop it <laughs> i know somehow like, somehow had, disney has come out looking worse than this you know yeah, like which have. which if they had just like been somewhat quiet about it i think scarjo would end up looking worse because it's like you know headline millionaire asks for more money <laughs> you know what i mean like right. nobody's gonna be sad about that now granted she's asking for it from a corporation but if they had just played it cool and been like hey you know got it logged it we'll file this away don't make a public statement just you know we're you know we're reviewing the claims made by miss johansson and we want to make sure that we settle whatever right it didn't need to be what they did that that would have been the move i think yeah they were very offended and they you're absolutely right they should have been cool calm and collected and they just like went for her throat and i'm like whoa yeah i think this is going to be something that sends shockwaves through the industry. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything crazy is going to happen from it. I don't think Kevin Feige is going to resign or anything like that. I mean, I'm certainly not expecting that kind of shockwave, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, if more actors follow suit with these COVID release films that did the halvesies, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be very interesting. And and we'll say something about the future of film going forward, I think too. Yes. All right. Moving right along. Let's talk about, COVID-19 in the film industry and what could be coming. The first tea leave that we're reading is that Clifford the Big Red Dog has been delayed indefinitely. Thank goodness. Yeah, because of the Delta (laughs) variant. Now, if you remember correctly, if I'm remembering correctly, the first film to be delayed by COVID originally was Peter Rabbit 2. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure that it was Peter Rabbit too. So it's not the it's not the size of the movie, it's the size of the gesture, I think, yeah. in this case. And then it was, you know, then it was James Bond after that. Um, they they quickly followed suit. So this is around concerns about the Delta variant. I mean, Clifford was about to come out. It was right there. Like there's yes. trailers all over the place. Like this thing was ready to go and they're delaying it. Um and I have to say that Venom trailer came out yesterday, which we're not going to talk about because we've already talked about a Venom trailer on the show before. But it said this fall, and the last trailer said September 24th. Mm-hmm. And I am starting to get vibes of March 2020 again, and it's uh, it's freaking me out. It's, it's terrible. Me out. It's terrible. Like we we've been through this, everyone. Yes. We've got our vaccines. We've worn our masks. Like, ah, oh, it's know. so. It felt like we were right there, man. It felt like we were right there. 
man, when I could walk into a grocery store or Target, the only two places I go besides work and home, <laughs> when I could walk into those places without a mask, it was life changing. And I got to say, it hasn't been that long. It's maybe been no, it really a hasn't. month. <laughs> yeah, June was when that started, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. You and I both got vaccinated months ago, like February. It, yeah, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. And, uh, you know, I think we all thought we were in the clear. And then here we are, man. And we're, we're staring down a new variant. There's, you know, it's it's wreaking havoc on the unvaccinated. There are, of course, breakthrough cases for people who are vaccinated, which would happen with any vaccine. You know, that's how vaccines work. They're not, you know, it's not 100% effective. And yeah, I'm not going to get into the virology stuff, but I'm just Actually, saying like this episode, we're not <laughs> going to talk about a film. I we're really don't want to. I don't want to step out of my depth here, but it like. <laughs> The point is we were close and now it feels like we're not close and it feels like we're closer to going back to films being delayed and that you know if it happens that would include a bunch of big movies uh, most notably spider-man no way home which which has not dropped a trailer yet in which they would probably look to move because that's a multi-billion dollar movie right there yeah spider-man uh, does not come out uh theaters uh, it only, it's only coming to theaters yeah there's there's no question about it and they're not releasing it until then which is terrible because if we all get locked down again oh, i mean it could be 2025 before we see spider-man no way home i know it's scary and 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 don't forget we still haven't seen freaking no time to die we like we still haven't seen that movie it's still supposed to come out this year oh man man i'm so scared i'm so scared i i i'm hoping that this will calm down. I, you know, I was hearing that, and I, I I read very little about this stuff, but I'm scared about the movie stuff. And I was hearing that, you know, the UK had a similar spike with the Delta variant and then it went away, you know, and, and maybe more people will get vaccinated and this will get sorted, but I'm officially freaking out about this because I cannot go through the year of movies that we had in 2020 because that was awful, awful, awful. I never want to do bad. it again. It was bad. Um, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't see why Clifford gets delayed because it's not gonna get that much money. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't know. I guess they're like, well, if kids aren't going to the movie, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I guess you know they they took a big uh, kids movies did take a big hit because they're like you know for the greater good the parents locked inside we're releasing these movies VOD here you go yeah, congratulations yeah. like Trolls World so, Tour was one of the first ones I think yes yes and thank goodness we didn't have to pay f- much <laughs> for that yeah um, I would say I still think Clifford I still think it's an adorable idea or one of the actors that is in it uh, one of the main actors what is is he uncle his title name is uncle something or cousin something and he is in jungle cruise which we'll be reviewing oh this, yeah uh, yeah yeah this that episode guy. this week yeah that movie looks awful Clifford, <laughs> Clifford I think it looks so bad um, I'm optimistic but I also say just throw it on VOD. Just, yeah, just, it's not just, worth the theater. It's really not. It's really not. Okay, moving right along. Well, so everybody, like, do whatever superstitions you have to do to make sure that we can, like, go see movies. Whatever yes. it takes. And I, I don't care. It, like, sleep with a spoon on your pillow. I don't know what people did for snow days what or is, whatever. Like, we just. What is that? That's the snow day thing. <laughs> sleep with your pajamas inside out. Like, I don't care. Whatever superstition you have to do. Like, I want to see Spider Man in December. Please. Please, please, don't get it delayed. Okay, next up, 
the Lord of the Rings series, which we've been getting all these little cryptic little nuggets here and there, you know, they're dropping maps, they're dropping pictures, they're dropping whatever. We finally have a release date, Kirk. We finally have a release date. Oh man, I'm so happy. Uh, it is September 2nd, 2022, which is a smidge later than I was anticipating since uh, we also heard this week that it has wrapped filming. So this thing, they released one picture and they released the release date and the picture is epic. Keep in mind for anybody who has seen the original Lord of the Rings movies or is way into it, you probably already know this, but this takes place thousands of years before The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. This is a different era altogether of The Lord of the Rings. So it's hard to know like what that picture is, but the picture that we got was basically like a person on a hillside with like this big, beautiful landscape and this like castle slash fortress, something in the, in the distance. It looks very Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. It looks very <laughs> fantastical and amazing. And, and I cannot wait, but the big news there is it's wrapped filming and we're looking at September 2nd, 2022 remains to be seen if this will be a week to week or if it will all release at once. If I had to guess, we're probably getting week to week. Um, but this thing looks looks epic. Kirk, as a non-Lord of the Rings person, yes, I have to know this because I, I can't, I'm too close to it, you know? As a non-Lord <laughs> of the Rings person, how hyped are you about this on a scale from one to 10? Um, I don't want to get um, death threats and I don't want anything. No, this is like, I'm ser- I seriously want to know. Like, I, I just want to know that like for somebody who just doesn't really, is not into it, like yeah. what's the yeah. what's the interest level for something like this? Right. So I've seen The Hobbit and I've seen the very first Lord of the Rings, but nothing past that. So I, I'm more like a three, like, mm-hmm. you know, like eh, I'm not invested and I'm not a, I'm not against it in any way. I'm not hoping that it doesn't come out. Honestly, I wish it would come out and it would maybe spark my interest a little more yeah. uh, to become a Loader fan. Uh, yeah. Well, we got to get you to see those movies. I mean, that's yes. that's for sure. It's. I think it's one of my one of my uncrossed. Oh, is it on your list here? I yeah. think the the two towers is somewhere on my uncrossed, unscratched off. Yeah, that's the big here. debate, you know, among among the the fandom is which one is better, the Return of the King or the Two Towers. Of course, the Return of the King won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my allegiance lies in general. I think it's beautiful chef's kiss love it mm-hmm. um but yeah you'll have to check it out i'm i could not be more stoked september 2nd 2022 put in your pto request now we are we're we're there guys we're almost yes. there we're one 13 year away. months of cgi and we're there <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> all right we got a couple of quick hitters actually we have a ton a ton a ton of quick hitters actually um first up interesting tom hanks has been cast in the next wes anderson film according to The Hollywood Reporter. And Tom Hanks is new to the Wes Anderson verse, I believe. And this isn't this isn't uncommon. Typically, Wes Anderson will bring in a couple of new people for his films, you know, a couple of one-offs. He's had George Clooney before. He's had Meryl Streep before. He's, you know, he's obviously done Timothy Chalamet, Sir Ronan, uh, a couple people here and there. So the next big name to join Wes Anderson's, uh, you know, filmography is Tom Hanks. Kirk, you stoked about this? I know you're a big Tom Hanks guy. I love Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. I think that uh, when I think about like what performance uh, is like closest to Wes Anderson style, I would think Lady Killers, which mm. is a very a not call. as big of a, a Tom Hanks movie, and The Terminal because they're yeah. so 
obscure like those characters are so so specific and Wes Anderson is very specific in his storytelling so I think that's that's what tells me this is going to be a good fit uh, obviously Tom Hanks would be good in any way in any way shape or form but I don't know you can't throw you can't throw any any single actor towards a Wes Anderson film they have to be they have to be moldable and yes. Tom Hanks is just uh, absolutely the right choice to come into this game yeah I, I want him to channel that um like Polar Express energy that he Ooh, that he had yes. for his vocal performance in Polar Express, which I thought was really good. Um, yeah, his performance, not necessarily the movie. Yeah, it, it's fine, but um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm very I, as a as a huge Wes Anderson stan. I am like very hyped up for this. And the movie does not have a title yet. We don't know what's going on. We just know that Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, and Tom Hanks are in it, and that it's being filmed in Spain as we speak right now. So we'll be Wild. keeping a close eye on that one. Wild. Next up, Taika Waititi, the, uh, the the mastermind behind Thor Love and Thunder and uh, what we do in the shadows, which is absolutely hilarious if you haven't checked out that movie or show. Um, he's currently writing a, a live-action Flash Gordon movie, according to Collider. And the Tom Hanks news is from The Hollywood Reporter, by the way. But we're getting a live-action Flash Gordon movie, courtesy of Taika. Um, Flash Gordon was a bit before my time, but I understand the the, the pop-cultural significance of Flash Gordon. Um, and I think that Taika is the perfect person to, to bring this to life, Kirk. What do you think? Yeah, I think... Uh, so two things about Taika this week is that he also said... Uh, Thor, uh, Thor four is, is the craziest thing he's ever done. He's never filmed anything the way he's filmed this, and it could end his career. So with <laughs> that caveat, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we get to ever see the live action yeah. Flash Gordon. I think we will. I think I have. We all have confidence in him. Uh, Flash Gordon. I've seen snippets of it. Um, I've I've never watched it from start to finish, but it's randomly been on like a movie channel, and I started watching it, and it is bonkers absolutely yeah. oh yeah bonkers and uh i think you and i should sit down and watch it start to finish to see uh, get get our real thoughts on it well i definitely know that i want uh, you know above all else i want the original theme song back the flash <laughs> ah, you know that, that that's <laughs> yes. that's iconic and i just feel like thor or i said thor love and thunder earlier i meant thor ragnarok but ragnarok had a very 80s vibe to it and love and thunder by all by all accounts you know we saw uh chris hemsworth on set with the leather jacket with the sleeves cut off like it looks very 80s hairband yeah. type stuff flash gordon is definitely like early 80s fits that mold so i think this is perfect i don't know if he's directing this project but him being the writer i can see it having the right essence and the right tone for for the modern age because Absolutely. it has to have the right tone because some of that stuff that you bring back that's like super 80s or super 70s like very genre, like very time bound you have to acknowledge its preposterousness like if you mm -hmm. look at the just the cover of Flash Gordon I can picture it in my head because I've seen it you know it it's insane <laughs> you know it just looks so 80s so I think Taika is the right guy to to make that happen so I'm excited See All right, in 2025. Everything's going to come out in 2025. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bringing back things from the 80s and 90s, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are making a comeback. Uh, this time, uh, we've got a feature film, which, I mean, they, there have been countless 
uh, TMNT feature films at this point. But this one, according to Deadline, is going to be written by Colin Jost and his brother Casey. Casey Jost of, you know, Colin Jost is from SNL, is ScarJo's uh, husband. And he's mm-hmm. been one of the lead writers on the show. He, of course, does Weekend Update with Michael Che. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your reaction to this news? Do you think they have what it takes to, to write a, uh, a, a good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I don't know if anything could ever top the 90s ones uh, because... Oh, it, man. Iconic. They're just a, a, a time capsule, those three. And to think about anyone else trying to take them on and, and reinvent it... You know, Colin Jost, I saw you. What was that movie? Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Okay, but I don't think he's acting uh, in the movie. I don't think he's acting. If he uh, is, I'm out. I'm a hard out if he's acting in it. If he's like, did, if he's in the movie, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. But did Colin Jost have any writing credits on Tom and Jerry? Oh, I don't because know. Because if, if he did, I just, there's no hope for this one Yeah, <laughs> I'd be, uh, I don't know. We gotta we gotta figure that out because that was an, an abomination of the highest order. It, it was just <laughs> terrible. Did we his, review that? His movie? acting performance was so awful. His, <laughs> yes, we did review that movie. I'm surprised you don't remember it. I'm still traumatized by it, to be honest. I've blocked um, it from my mind. If he, he has a writing not. credit on that movie, I'm officially out. He did not. Okay, so that's good. We're in good shape. He was just getting uh, a paycheck. There's... He was just getting a paycheck. Yes, I don't know why he wanted to do it, but he did it. The same reason that Michael Pena did it. You just, you, you know, you just, sometimes you just need some cash. True. You know, it's like true. why was Paul Giamatti in Jungle Cruise? He was in it for like 10 minutes. Cash. <laughs> and, he, and I bet his makeup probably took him like three <laughs> hours. It's so unnecessary. Dude, one day we're going to have to, we're going to have to have a serious aside about my love for Paul Giamatti and how I think he is so underrated yes. and so awesome. Um, even in Jungle Cruise, he was great, and he got like two minutes of screen time, and he was this Italian guy. Oh man, it was it was so great. Um, but it was yeah. like Job of the Hut in Jungle <laughs> basically, Cruise, <laughs> basically. Oh man, Paul Giamatti for life for sure. Okay, a couple more quick hitters. According to Henry Winkler, Barry season three has begun filming. It's underway. Finally, finally, we know that they were you know heavily delayed due to COVID. Um, so I, I mean. I'm not an industry expert, but I would say based on how these things usually go, we're probably talking late 2022 for Barry season three. Mm -hmm. That one's interesting because, you know, Barry got renewed for season three and season four uh, through HBO. And we're just waiting. And I just recently became a Barry head. I don't know what their what their fandom is called, but maybe that's I can start that. I'm a a Barry head. Blueberries Um, or something like that. I don't know. Blueberries, something, some sort of berry pun. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I'm any kind of Barry you need to be me to be. That that show is is fantastic. It's so well structured. Henry Winkler is phenomenal, and of course Bill Hader, uh, everyone in the cast. I, I just I, I'm super pumped about this one. Thank you for the recommendation, Kim. Yes, you got it. It's, it's uh, I'm excited. Can't wait for it to come back. It's if you haven't checked it out, it's a great one. Whenever you're waiting for your show to come back, go on HBO Max. Check out Barry. It's so so good. Um, Brendan Fraser. The Brendan Fraser renaissance is on. It's on in a big way. Uh, Brendan Fraser, of course, you know, is is the star of the recent show Doom Patrol, which is the DC show. He, he's the lead character on that and does a fantastic job. But his career is making a comeback in a big way. Most recently, according to Deadline, he has been cast in Martin Scorsese's highly anticipated film, 
Killers of the Flower Moon, which he will star alongside Jesse Plemons, Leonardo DiCaprio. Who else, Kirk? Anybody else everyone. big? Yeah, there's tons of people in that. Literally movie. everyone. <laughs> so that's a big one. Brendan Fraser is back. And, and I think he got cast in a few other things recently as well. But this is, you know, anytime Scorsese picks you, that's that's big time, especially for a movie as anticipated as this one. Yes. Uh, if I had to guess, it was the most recent um, uh, the most recent HBO film that I can't I've watched it. Can't remember the title of it. It was decent. <laughs> Gosh, what was it? That was a great description. Uh, I watched it. It was decent, and he was in it. No I think sudden that's move. One of the one of the best uh, descriptions. Yes, no sudden move. Yeah. Um, you know, he plays uh, kind of this. He's a, he's a little bit of a mobster in that movie, and he's got some power, and he's got some. He's he's pretty shady in that movie too. So I think maybe that performance. I think uh, Marty was watching, and I, I think he said, "You know what." It's been too long. It's been too long, Mr. Fraser. Let's get you back Let's in go, the game. Man. He was on top of the world for a while there. Really was. Like he was he was huge. And um, he's a good actor. I'm excited about this. I really Yes. Am. All right. More quick hitters. So let's jump over. Let me see. What else do I got? Okay, before we jump into Marvel, got two other quick hitters that are interesting. One. According to Carter Burwell, who is the composer for the new film by Joel Cohen, um, The Tragedy of Macbeth, which, of Mm. course, is an adaptation of the Shakespeare play. Joel, of course, brother to Ethan Cohen. They're the famous director duo known as the Cohen Brothers. But Carter Burwell was on a podcast uh, for people who compose scores of movies. Talk about uh, finding your niche as a podcast. Well well done there. The, The podcast is simply called Score. It's, the, it's a score movie podcast. Anyway, Carter Burwell was on there, and he said that Joel Cohen is doing the tragedy of Macbeth solo, and you know which we knew already, but that Ethan Cohen just isn't interested in making films anymore. He's not in it. So, so, so nonchalantly, the Cohen brothers as a duo, as a directing duo, as we know them, may be over and done with. Um, so, wow. For those of you who are big Coen Brothers fans, obviously, you know, the big Lebowski, Raising Arizona, um, Hail Caesar, uh, countless others, you know, Country for Old Men. This this could be the end of a, a pretty substantial and dominant era in film. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. But yes. come on, Ethan Coen, keep making films. We, we love it. We love it. Help us out. Uh, but also do what makes you happy. So don't let us pressure you. I'm playing both sides of the fence here. Okay, next up. Travis Scott, rap superstar, and his production company, Cactus Jack Films, have reached a deal and a partnership with A24. And uh, they will produce multiple projects together, the first of which will be called Utopia and will line up exactly with Travis Scott's upcoming album. This, this news coming to us exclusively from Discussing Film. Wow. So Cactus Jack Productions, Travis Scott, dipping his toes into the film water he's done he's done some a ton of really cool music stuff he you know had a partnership with Fortnite and did like a concert on there so he's he's yes. all over it he's got his finger he's all in the zeitgeist right now he's got his finger on the pulse of society and he's getting into the film business so and a24 wow. we've been we just talked about them a couple weeks ago and how you know that that studio and we listed off all their incredible films and yes. in fact i just saw another one of their films the green knight this weekend so mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. uh this is pretty hip Hip happening stuff happening here. Uh, okay. Wow. 
Finally, Marvel. Of course, there's always Marvel. First of all, TV Line is exclusively reporting that it is, quote, very safe to assume, unquote, that Miss Marvel will not premiere until early 2022. And we had previously heard that it was going to premiere this year alongside Hawkeye and that both of those were guaranteed to come out this year. That appears to no longer be the case. Miss Marvel sounds like, and this is not official yet, but it sounds like it's going to get delayed to early 2022. So we got that. Next up, the one that we know is coming and is 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 coming as early as next week, actually, next Wednesday, Marvel's What If, Marvel Studios' What If, which is the animated series. We got a couple of news stories around this. First of all, the first season of What If will have nine episodes. Now, what's interesting, we've seen nine episodes before. WandaVision had nine episodes, but it was originally intended to have 10, 10 episodes, but the last one was delayed due to COVID and has been pushed to season two, which was a low key way of them saying, by the way, there's going to be a season two of this thing. And on that note, Haley Atwell's character, Captain Carter, who is the, you know, Captain America multiverse version where Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter becomes Captain America or mm-hmm. Captain Britain or, or something. We'll figure out in a week. Uh, that character will appear in this season, next season, and all subsequent seasons of the What If series. She's sort of the, if you can call her the main character, I guess she's sort of <laughs> sort of the main character in this show. So that's, uh, that's an interesting development as well. Yeah, that's nice because, you know, she really didn't uh, really didn't get her day. Uh, of yeah, course, she's she had Agent Carter, and that failed. Uh, so I think about eight people watched that show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if what if ties in to our MCU films, if the what if characters all, are all the the multiverse versions that immediately tie in to the world that we see on on the big screen. We, we could see Captain Carter sneak yeah. into back into the Loki uh, TVA. That one scene in Blink If You Miss It, episode one, where we think we see her in the background getting arrested by the TVA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, so with the multiverse existing, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this when we, when we fire up spilled popcorn again, but with the multiverse in existence following the events of Loki, all of this stuff that's happening in What If is on the table and, and technically should all be canon, you know, in a way, it, whether it comes back or not, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's no longer, I think before we were making the assumption that these are just like fun little stories, like truly what ifs. But any one of these things has potential to cross over into the main timeline and, and the main the story arc. So um mm-hmm. We'll be watching for that, for sure, to, to determine which things we think will make the jump and which things we think won't. But for sure, What If is happening for at least two seasons and um, should be very interesting. And that's that's mm-hmm. coming to us via Collider. Via Collider. Though Discussing Film was the one who has confirmed that Captain Carter will appear in all future seasons of What If. So very, very interesting. Congratulations, Haley Atwell. That's right. All right, that's all I got. Let's Let's jump into Jungle Cruise, shall we? Let's do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook at Popcorn the Number 4 Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. 
check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn4breakfast.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you.